right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, welcome to episode 613, part B, Reprogram the Deplorables. I am Jason, your co-host, back again on the other side after the Bible reading we had with Job chapter 12. So welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. And in case you didn't listen to the uh, the part A of 613, just so you know, it is Saturday, October 7, 2023. And yes, I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side. And you know the rest. So <clears throat> I highly encourage you, if you didn't listen to part A, maybe you go back and listen to part A. So this part is part B. This would be the second show. Uh, obviously, I'm not doing a live today just because I am pressed for time. There will be not uh, there will not be any live or recordings tomorrow. That would be Sunday, October 8th. I do have a lot to do. I actually have a conference call I need to be on. Very important. Um, I, you know, when I get out of work, I will have literally about an hour and a half worth of time to myself with my family and then starting, you know, after that, I will be indisposed. So um, there won't be any live and there will not be any recording drops tomorrow. So just FYI. So I'll be back on here on Monday. So, so, all right. So let's get right into the meat and potatoes of reprogram the deplorables. All right. So there is a post that I found that somebody posted, actually, I believe on my Telegram chat page. Um, I tell you, I got really awesome people who really do a great job contributing stuff and 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 sharing things that I find pretty worthy, I think, to, to play on the show. One of them is our classic Jordan Maxwell. I'm going to play roughly about a 53-second clip, and he just kind of goes over the well he just pretty much goes over how entertainment and television and movies is pretty much designed to dumb down people and he explains why let's give this a listen to they do not want your children to be educated they do not want you to think too much that is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments mass media game shows, television shows, amusement parks, drugs, alcohol, and every kind of entertainment to keep the human mind entertained so that you don't get in the way of important people by doing too much thinking. You had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it. And all American citizens, I think, have suspected something like this is going on, but we're all too busy trying to stay alive and live our lives. That's right. We are all too busy to stay alive and live our lives because that's all everybody wants to do. That's all anybody ever has time to do. And I think this is all by design. They try to get people so dumbed down with general mainstream entertainment, right? Movies, football, basketball, uh, social media, uh, Netflix, you name it you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, pornography. They try to get people so caught up in the pleasures of the flesh, you know, sins of life, if you will, but also get them so dumbed down and also distracted enough to where they're not going to be right. The, the general masses are not going to be a big problem when it comes to the elite few who are trying to carry out their plans because 
you know, if the masses ever woke up to what the elite few were doing, it would be game over for them. And that is exactly what we are doing in the reassembly of states. This is why they are doing whatever they can to crush us because they know more and more people are waking up, more and more people are stepping away from the TV, they're stepping away from social media, they're stepping away from binge-watching Prime and Hulu and Netflix and God you know, knows what else is out there to stream services from. But people are starting and beginning to realize, okay, yes, there's something going on and it's wrong, and yes, I'm starting to be aware that there is a remedy for this. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wake up because this government, this de facto government is not our friend. I've said this repeatedly. I'm going to keep pounding that drum until the chickens come home. I'm going to tell you right now, this is why it is so vital and so important that we reassemble our states, why we need to spread this word. We need to educate people. And listen, you're not going to get everybody. You might talk to 100 people and maybe you might be lucky and get one, maybe two, if you're really lucky, that actually become a member of the assembly of your respective state and county. All right. But by and large, there's a lot of people that just don't have the time to even pay attention to the news, much less be involved in the change that is required in order to return to self-governance. I want to play another clip here. I ran across a YouTube video today. Now, I, I clipped about three eh, minute and a half segments from each one, uh, but this video was roughly about an hour and a half long. I saved it on my YouTube. Maybe I'll share it on, on, on Telegram. But give this a listen to with regards to our government. Now, here's the first clip, clip one here. Cut. The problem with the U.S. political system is that it revolves around money. And so immediately that sets off this dichotomy of those who can afford to play in the system and those who can't. That's right. To run for office, you need one and a half million dollars. You need about $11 million to run for the Senate. $11 million to run for the Senate. You've got to be kidding me. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need that kind of money when you run for an office in the de jure, in common law, right? Real offices that are held by real people, not these de facto corporate thugs who who claim to be you know leaders of our government continuing so if you don't have money where do you go you go to the people who have a hand stretched out with money uh ready to fund your campaign but they're going to want something in return because of course they're not giving this money for charitable reasons it very clearly advantages big businesses because they have more capacity to devote resources to influence buying. Political influence has become just another arsenal in the marketing toolbox of large companies. Only instead of promoting themselves, they use this influence to suppress the competition. And the key to it all are lobbyists. People think that we live in a free market society and we don't. Big government and big business are way too closely aligned today, uh, especially in the United States. And uh, this that's because big government and big business are one and the same. They are both corporations. See, the more that the, this is exactly what they don't want us to know. This is exactly what they don't want us to realize. They don't want us to realize that our government, and all of our municipalities and and cities, they're all incorporated. They don't want us knowing that. Everything that falls under the banner of our government, right, whether if it's on the state, county, 
federal level, they don't want us knowing that it's all incorporated. It's all one big giant business. You know, is because of lobbying, basically. We have uh, cronyism. We don't have capitalism in the United States. That's right. Especially when it comes to the military and then big medicine, big food, like Monsanto, you know, with all the GMOs and stuff. Most people don't want it, but yet it's being forced on us because Monsanto has such leverage in Congress through all the lobbying of the food industry. Yeah, and that's just it. And this is one of the reasons why we also need to shrink down big brother government because then we shrink down big brother government. Guess what else happens? These big giant corporations like Monsanto get shrunk down and then we can bring back good small mom and pop and and localized, you know, grocers, grocery stores, right? And farmers um, that can actually bring good nutritious food and not this GMO modified BS crap. Here's another clip I want to play. Cut two. So what is lobbying? Well, simply, lobbying is the act of influencing decisions made by legislators and regulatory agencies. You know, the guys who make the rules. And the people who exert this influence are called lobbyists. Well-connected professionals with slick suits and slicker tongues. Lobbyists tend to be experts in the fields they lobby for. They advise lawmakers on how to make sure Americans are getting the most benefit from the laws they pass while also reducing potential harm. It's a good idea. Why wouldn't you want an expert's advice? Here's where things get screwy. Sometimes the lawmakers decide the cash is greener on the other side, so they become lobbyists themselves. They leave government and join a private company, taking their connections and influence with them. This phenomenon is called the revolving door. People going from regulating an industry to working in that same industry and sometimes back and forth multiple times. Corporations love having such powerful people on their payroll, so they do everything they can to lure them over. And for their part, the regulators help out by making a future. And of course, a commercial. FanDuel Sports voice laws to benefit their future employers. And with the spin of the door comes a host of new laws that benefit some companies, hinder others, but business keeps rolling, and in the end, no one really gets hurt. Except, of course, the people. That's right. The people get hurt. And again, remember, there's no difference between a lobbyist and a politician in the de facto government. Because you have to understand, they all work for the same people. It's the international bankers and the puppeteers above them and that surround them. It's all one big, giant, money-making scheme. And yes... Whoever is doing this clip is absolutely right. The people that get hurt are we, the people, continuing. And I apologize for that stupid little commercial interruption there. You'll see members of Congress who will take on issues defending one particular special interest and then go out to work for that special interest after they leave. And the same is true of all government agencies. In fact, that's considered the normal way to do business in Washington. Yeah, that's the normal way to do business in Washington. Well, this is exactly, a, yet again, another exhibit, all right? Another clear example of why, of why, all right, of why we need to reassemble. See, the current situation in the House of Representatives, which is 
operating under a de facto government is widely perceived as a matter of great significance. So what are you talking about, Jason? Well, I'm talking about the House being without a speaker now for some time. And yes, even though this is we're talking about the de facto and, you know, the reassembly of states is on the de jure side, right? Common law. This is still quite interesting to watch play out because, you know, the House has been without a speaker for some time, which presents considerable challenges on the world stage. Now, the speaker holds a very pivotal role as a constitutional officer within the legislative branch. And the effect of functioning of the House hinges on their presence. Now, in the absence of a speaker, like we see in this case, legislative activities on the House floor come to a halt or should, even if they are in a de facto capacity. And while committees can still maintain their work, some actually may hesitate to proceed without the guidance of a speaker. Now, furthermore, doubts have arisen regarding the pursuit of impeachment as the House grapples with internal leadership struggles and the need to fund the government without relying on opposition votes. And so the House is in the process of voting for a new speaker, but ongoing divisions may prolong this crucial decision. Yes, there were conversations and suggestions that Trump could be nominated as the Speaker of the House, but... I think that would not serve well, considering the fact that he's still technically commander-in-chief, if we're going to actually be technical about it. Remember, folks, he never gave up the nuclear football, and Biden is not the president. So you have to understand the dynamics that are at play here. Now, he did come out, and he did endorse the idea of Jim Jordan from Ohio of being the Speaker of the House. Now, this extended period without a speaker carries pretty severe consequences, especially you know, with the impending government funding deadline in mid-November, and to which I say, shut it down. So what's the worst case scenario? All right, there's a government shutdown, right? So as voting to reopen the government cannot occur without a speaker. Now, I think this is absolutely great. This was on Fox News, Trump trolling the uh, everybody in Congress here. Posted this picture online today. This is a picture of himself holding the speaker's gavel. Again, anyone outside of Congress can take this role. And Trump already has at least three members, Nell Stubbe and Marjorie Taylor Greene, that are ready to nominate him. Yeah, they're ready to nominate Trump. But what they don't realize, or maybe they do, um, he can't take that position. Because if you're commander in chief, you, you I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm if, if I'm not mistaken. If you're still technically commander in chief in the military, I'm pretty certain you cannot take the speaker position in the House. Yes, anybody can be nominated for even outside of government. But I think considering the uh, the unique situation that I think he is in, um, I don't believe he he can be speaker of the House, which is why he came out and endorsed Jim Jordan. Now, beyond domestic concerns. You know, the absence of a speaker can potentially sow chaos within the federal government and project an unfavorable international image. You got nations like what? China, uh, Russia, you got North Korea, right? All these countries, they're closely monitoring this situation. 
Because what? The House, the Speaker of the House would be third in command. You got your president, you got your vice president, and then you got the Speaker of the House, right? And so additionally, we're also seeing financial markets are displaying signs of, you know, instability with the Dow experiencing significant fluctuations, partly attributed to, you know, uncertainties surrounding the uh, Speaker's election. And so addressing the question of government shutdown, uh, the, the government shutdown consequences during prolonged government shutdowns when Congress was not in session during 2020 and world, you know, in the world experienced widespread lockdowns, I, I got to honestly say we have not witnessed any catastrophic consequences as a re- result of government business being hindered and halted. I don't know about you, but I sure as hell didn't notice any big difference. I mean, here's the thing. The absence of government operations did not lead to disastrous outcomes. Let's be honest about it. I mean, I'm sure none of you really missed what the government was doing. Sure, they gave us these, you know, dictatorial mandates and all this other crap, but they were doing all this crap from home. They weren't really in session. And here's the thing. I I think if there's one thing that many people did miss was their tax dollars that was still funding the government when everybody was telling the general public to stay indoors right? Stay indoors while they went to expensive restaurants and beauty spas like Nancy Pelosi to go get their hair done when everybody else was told, no, you stay in because you're not allowed. You're not allowed outside of your house while the rest of us privileged elitists here in DC, the swamp, we get to go out and do whatever the hell we want. See, this experience, ladies and gentlemen, suggests that small limited government can efficiently function with fewer agencies and far fewer employees at both the federal and the state level. It underscores that full-time career politicians and lobbyists in DC are not constantly required and that governance can be effectively conducted without these aspects. And the emphasis should be on adhering to the Constitution's principles, right? And reassembling, you know, re, the, the uh, reassembling people across the nation for self-governance, which, by the way, if you want to know more about how you can find information about how to reassemble your states, you can get in contact with people in the forums at www.national-assembly.net. So in conclusion, all this, you know, I would say we are reminded that a large intrusive government is not a necessity, folks. In fact, it's far from a necessity. Small limited government can operate effectively and be funded through means like tariffs and a flat or fair tax, which, by the way, I do believe is already negotiated when we do come out of interim status. And the ongoing process of learning self-governance emphasizes the importance of distinguishing facts from fiction and being vigilant in discerning accurate information from misinformation or false narratives. You see, this is a crucial, this is very crucial, very, very crucial as we endeavor to transition towards a self-governed society. We cannot just believe every stupid story, hook, line, and sinker. You have to use serious discernment. Okay, you can't just be, you know, a gullible Gary and just fall for every freaking single thing that you hear in the news because you're being lied to most of the time. The thing that you need to do is figure out, okay, I know these people are full of crap, but where are the little nuggets of truth that they're dropping? 
because with every story, there are some nuggets of truth. You just got to be diligent enough to be able to find it. Now, pivoting for a moment to how people like you and I, back to the title of the show, Reprogram the Deplorables. People like you and I, who are the deplorable few, need to be deprogrammed, right? According to Killary Rodham Clinton, let's listening. Let's listen to her uh, little cackling voice on CNN about how we need formal deprogramming of Trump supporters. Uh, let's go to this cut. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you a formal deprogramming of the cult members? First off, might I add that this lady that is touting to be Hillary Rodham Clinton does not even look like Hillary Clinton. In fact, this lady, whoever this body double is or whatever the CGI is or whoever's wearing this mask, I got to honestly say this, this lady looks like a sweet grandma. This doesn't even look like Hillary, to be quite honest with you. It really doesn't. It looks like a, it looks like a sweet version of Hillary Clinton, if you can even imagine what that looks like. But I digress. But again... <laughs> This, this just cracks me up because it's quite amusing to me that there are video clips out there featuring Hillary Clinton on CNN suggesting that, you know, Trump supporting patriots like you and me who love America are part of some cult that needs to be, you know, deprogrammed or reprogrammed, right? But let's not forget, isn't she one of the ones who's associated with the practices uh, like witchcraft and ritualistic chicken head removal with Marina Abramovic, you know, the one that, you know, uh, acting President Zelensky wanted as, you know, his ambassador or whatever, right, for Ukraine. I mean, Hillary Clinton has engaged in many monstrous activities. I mean, listen, you don't got to take my word for it. Go do your own research. What's even more amusing is when you consider that her ideologically cult-like side claims that, you know, there are over 73 genders and they believe in identifying as a furry and they advocate for gender affirming surgeries for kids, which, you know, is, of course, pushed by groomer freaks in the public school systems and other areas. And yes, these people, I would say, definitely deserve a millstone the size of a half ton pickup truck to the bottom of the deepest sea that we can find. But we need to be honest with each other here. Let's be honest. Let's be honest with what this actually is. These people, 
that push this gender affirming, you know, surgery crap. It's basically sexually mutilating minors and tiny little children through chemical castration and other sick methods using the knife. Let's just be honest with and call it for what it is. It's gender mutilation. It's it's sexually mutilating kids. And this goes beyond the scope of derangement and psychopath. But I digress. Because here's the thing. These are the folks who seem to think pedophilia is somehow okay in the introducing drag queen story hours to little ones in public schools is just normal. It's okay. We're talking about the same people who want to push pornographic imagery and homosexual storylines and children, you know, children's books at public school libraries. These are the same people who, let me remind you, blindly follow mainstream media narratives, double, triple, or even quadruple down on the COVID-19 shots. Some of them might be on their 20th booster by now. And yet they're the ones suggesting that we, the people, right? The true men and women of America, we who have rational thought and critical thinking skills need to be deprogrammed or reprogrammed. Give me a break. We're talking about the same people who think it's okay to put face diapers on and in fact, double and triple up on those face diapers, therefore suffocating themselves, preventing oxygen to get to the very little brain that they do have in order to think rationally and logically, but yet we're the ones that need to be reprogrammed. Okay. Aren't these the same people who acted like little Nazis and ratted out their own family and friends? if they even suspected them at being at somebody else's house during the lockdowns of 2020, but yet want to call Trump supporters like you and I Nazis when their actions were the ones that really proved who the true Nazis were. These people want to reprogram us. Okay. These are the same people where females shave their sides of their head for crying out loud. I have family members that do this. I just don't freaking get it. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it's ugly. Well, Jason, that's not very nice. No. Let your hair grow out. Let it be beautiful. Show the distinguishing characteristics of what God made you into, which was a beautiful female. Why do you got to shave half of it off? Or dye it liberal blue or gray in some cases and wear skinny jeans like you're part of Antifa while claiming that there is no equality and justice in this country, but yet they bow down and worship these elitists by following the same clowns that have created and fostered the same damn system. I mean, these people are just so freaking stupid. Come on. These are the same the dingleberries that once fought I mean, think about this, folks. These are the same dingleberries that once fought for women's rights, and yet they welcome biological men to participate in women's sports and competitions as identifying as ugly as females, and then they dominate the women's leagues on multiple fronts. But hey, it's all for the sake of equality, right? But yet we need to be reprogrammed because we are the ones who are in a cult. I guess voting for America first policies, owning firearms and protecting free speech and truly advocating for women in their respective sports leagues is considered extreme and cultish. Okay, Karens. This is the, the, the world we live in is so upside down. 
See, in their world of 73, genders and ritualistic chicken beheadings might be considered a quaint and charming pastime for some of these, you know, witches and warlocks and, and, and saintness. But let's take a moment to ponder this for a moment. The same folks who embrace this bewildering landscape that I just laid out before you are the same ones who say that they want to reprogram us. Now let's take a look at the clip of, like I said, um, we already listened to this. My, my, my apologies, but you know, we already listened to this clip of Hillary saying that she needs us. You know, we, we need to be deprogrammed because we are the, you know, deplorables of America. And remember, back to my original statement that I said at the very beginning. Do I even believe this to be Hillary? No, not really. But you decide. Here's one more cut for you. I want to play this for you before we close this out. Identifying the root of the problem is a good place to start. The issue is there's this merger of what would appear to be private enterprise and government. And uh, the only way to break it is to restrict the power of the state. Once you give the state the power, the authority over our lives in all these areas, then there's no stopping it because then the, the individuals who are in those fields of providing medical services, money, monetary services, banking services, power and gas and oil and all these services, they will gravitate to the government, buy off the politicians, make the mergers, pass the laws to their best interest, and the average, uh, you know, the gum-chewing public thinks, oh, well, isn't that nice? I, well, well, we voted for these guys, so I guess it's uh, in our best interest. They don't get it. If you take all the temptation, all the power away from political office, the only people who will go into it will be those who want to serve their country, because there's no way to steal anything anymore. And that is absolutely correct. There is, won't be anything to steal any, anymore. Here's the thing, and that's what the reassembly of states is all about. We're getting real men and women who truly want to serve their nation, these United States of America. We have true men and women that are actively engaged, okay, in the reassembly of states at restoring this republic. You see, these reprobates here within the MGJA and other states who are trying to implode the assemblies across the nation. And I haven't talked about these morons in quite some time, but these reprobates really have no idea what the hell they're getting themselves into. And they're going to find themselves on the short end of a rope falling very, very fast and have a nice little sudden stop. Some of them, maybe not all of them, but some of them for some of the crap that they've done. But let me tell you what, all these people, and I know some of them are listening are all degenerative deplorables themselves, and they are disgraced to this nation. They will be dealt with. They certainly will be dealt with. Now, on a whole other note, before I close this out, I do want to let you know this is pretty interesting. Um, apparently, this is not a secret, so I can tell this, but... Um, I got somebody here that's in my family who is um, in the Air Force. And she was just telling my stepfather that they were um, that they were doing Armageddon training on their base today. Now, uh, she is uh, stationed on the other side of the world, but they were doing Armageddon 
training on their base today. Now, I'm not sure how commonplace that is nowadays in the military, but I do find that quite interesting. Armageddon training. So, um, excuse me, not Armageddon, apocalypse training. It was apocalypse training. I'm sorry. I'm like reading the correction for my mom's text right here. Uh, but very interesting. Apocalypse training. So whatever's coming, I don't know. But you got to really use your observation skills and understand that we are, well, I mean, we are definitely at a point where it seems like things are coming to a head and they're coming to a head very, very fast. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you keep your eyes on Christ. That's the most important thing you need to do, okay? Don't follow anybody blindly. And yes, that includes this show as well. Don't just take anybody's word for it. Ask God for that discernment. He will steer you in the right direction, but you have to surrender everything about you over to him, and he will walk you in the path that you need to be on, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. For this episode 613, part B, reprogram the deplorables. I hope you all have a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world, and we will see you back here on Monday. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at Hit Hard Line. We'll see you back here next time. time.